there's heaps of reasons why you might be buying in other states. Um, I thought we could kind of look into why you'd be looking to buy in another state and then kind of how you go about doing it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, If you're from elsewhere looking to buy here on our beautiful island or Mm. if you're looking to leave our beautiful island and, and move somewhere else. Going one, going quiet, sold. You're listening to The Property Pod. All right, guys, welcome back to The Property Pod, your weekly engagement into real estate here in the Hobart Marketplace. I'm your king of podcast entries, Aaron Horn, getting it right every week. Pat's been letting the world know. So here I am with Patrick Berry, John McGregor, real estate agents at 414 Property Co. And if I keep talking and I don't leave a gap, they won't get to talk for the whole podcast. And this will be just a show where it's all about me. And I run out of steam. So I'm going to have to throw to one of the guys. I was really hoping we had that cricket noise. (laughs) (laughs) John and Pat's not here. (laughs) Well, I just wanted to be the, we could be the joker and the thief at this point. You'll have to explain that reference to me. Well, with the um, what's the the band that the joke around the thief and Wolfmother. Wolf Mother, yeah. Wolf Mother, there you go. How does that fit into? Because <laughs> you're the king. Because you're the king. well, I could be the dance, and you know, you were drawing a really long bow, yeah, and neither the, of us jumped on board the arrow to, well, to fling it. Into I, I was going to use another raw reference, but then that song started playing in my head, and I was going to roll with it. I get it now. He's basically saying the. Heads lead singer Wolfmother's the only the one king. with any talent. Yeah, exactly. So no problem. You've, you'd actually had a fro like the lead singer of Wolfmother could, uh, in oh, the previous 100%. life. Well, I was. A, it was long enough that I could chew on it. Um, <laughs> that is disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Like it was just it was this. It was you know that long. we've started straight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but if I had the capacity to be able to like have straight hair, I, I would have one hundred percent. All the things that make me. But me, nobody gets to choose the. Yeah, I know. I, cut of their hair. Yeah, yeah. But the problem was, that old me was in the wrong era. Like curly hair wasn't. Popular when we were sort of, you know, in our 20s. Uh, okay. Um, hairy chest, uh, you know. Um, wait, wait, wait. Uh, You're a man born out, born out if, of you. Yeah, if, if it was 70s, you know, forget it. <laughs> but it was just, I was, I was uh, like, my prime was the wrong era. Uh, that's, it. that's all the things. All the things. Anyway. <laughs> hairy chest just weren't in when we were in high school, but just didn't <laughs> work for anyway. Man, you would be. Man scar- scarves. You know, if this was the first episode of the podcast, if you just thought, yeah. someone recommended this property podcast. <laughs> yeah. Let's scroll back to yeah. 170 yeah. episodes. I'm just going to start at this one. Someone told me it was good. Mother You've made a huge mistake. Go back now. Go back to what you were listening to. This is not the podcast for you. <laughs> Move this shit forward. Moving forward with um, real estate talk. What's happening out there in the world of Hobart real estate currently? Hit me with a market update. Ah, well, it's actually been pretty good the last week and a half. Mm. A lot more showings. I feel like that spring bug has almost bitten. Yeah, maybe he's just crawled out and he's found somewhere, but he hasn't quite latched on just yet. Yeah, yeah. But it feels like people are coming out of the woodworks. The sun's out, guns out. Let's Martin, get into the market. Martin had multiple offers on a property on Saturday yep. slash Monday. He was working through that. Maz just signed off one at like 10 o'clock last night where she had multiple offers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well. So it's been a long 6, 12 months since we've seen sort of multiple offers. And I'm not saying that, you know, we're going to take it's off It's the like sign crazy. of the times and, yeah, jump back straight into it. But, but it just does feel like over the last week that maybe we've just hit the lucky spot and had a couple of properties that ticked boxes. I don't know, but... It could be. Yeah. But we've had... Um, uh, historically, though, it's always September, October, November. And always February, busy. February, March, April. So they're always the busiest months anyway. So in what we've had is the slowest market in a long time. 
but we're in the, still in a slow market, but compared to where we were. Yeah. If we're 10% you know, more, yeah, we're way better than yeah, we, we were before. With that said, there's a bunch of factors to that too. Um, you know, the interest rates have been put on hold several times at this point. So there's inflation's been down. Yeah, I don't so know the, what that means, but apparently it's important. It sounds, <laughs> it sounds like we know what we're talking <laughs> yeah. about. Um, I'm just looking after that one guy that thinks we're important to exactly. just start it today for the first time. Yeah, first time listener. Yeah, I think that I was chatting with a friend last night and he, he because they're, they're developers, and he recounted that land sales are still very slow um, compared to what they were and, you know, they've had large amounts of discounting across different um, different sites in order to be able to encourage that activity. So, so could that be based on the, the cost of building? That's exactly Very much so. I've met mm. multiple people over the last couple of weeks, and I'm one of them, where they've got as far as everything's approved, ready to start construction, yep. and they're second-guessing themselves. Yeah. Do we build? Do we not build? Do we just buy something finished and sell the block at a loss? Like That's yeah. what a lot of people are thinking at them. And I think that's still a lot of uncertainty on a day-to-day basis for people to consider what they want to do. So there are a lot of people are still delaying, um, and there are a lot of people still that are stuck in the situation of needing to um, sell before they buy. Um, so I think it's that um, it's really easy to get a couple of really active, you know, active weeks and go, "Oh my God, things have changed." And look, like we said, probably ten percent they have. Yes, uh, but the fundamentals across the board in terms of living expenses, et cetera, and the uncertainty around the, just the actual cost of holding property at the moment um, hasn't changed. Yes, sure. You know? So um, what we do see, though, is no matter what market, there are always people that have that aspiration of owning a home or, or those that have to move. Yeah. So that activity is always there. Um, but it would seem to us that it's still going to be some time before it would reconvert into a seller's market and will stay either a buyer's or a balance for, you know, yeah, well, I guess it's an interesting kind of question just to pose, I guess, right at the start of a uptrend or perhaps an uptrend is, yeah, do we see it going further and back towards where we were or is it just going to stay kind of balanced and, yeah, you're in a, a mild state of flux, you just had the right properties with – because the, the ones I know that have got offers over the last five five days, starting properties. Exactly. Like really, really exactly. nice. It's just like, yeah, I'd – chuck an offering on them if that was in a position to do so. Absolutely. Yeah. So is it just that or, yeah, is is there something in the air? I think the key to that is well-presented homes always attract attention. 100% like, So if you're thinking about selling, you've got to, like John always says, remove the butts. And you're right, the two that have had really good interest, like Martin's was a very old original home, sort of 70s style, but it was very neat and tidy. Neat as a button. It was yeah. like polished to an inch of its life. Fairly priced for its size as well. Yeah. yeah so. so there's, I can see people looking at that thinking this is a good place to get into and I can make something of this, yeah. modernise it, do what I want to do with it. It was in a great area. So I can see why that one went off. And then on the other side of the coin, Maryland's one, it might be, I don't know if this is a tip. No, it doesn't affect the property. Mm-hmm. The owner cared so much about how it was presented that she'd gone to Bunnings and found some spray paint and just a few of the patches in the grass, spray painted them great, just that. so they'd look better. That's excellent. <laughs> when I'm taking the photos, I said, I knew the vendor, I said, what's going on here? She said, oh, I just, I didn't want the, the grass to look <laughs> bad. So. And you were like, I could have just fixed it. Yeah, I could have fixed it in post. I could have just <laughs> fixed it up and, and made it. But she thought about every little factor of presenting the property perfectly. And it clearly worked. I think it was on the market for like four days. So, so well played. Where I thought we could jump from there was I've actually got some uh, a question from my partner who um, sent it to me a few weeks ago. So I'm actually planning on releasing this episode, putting it out into the world, 
She's been asking me constantly. Long-time listener of the show, I assume. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Sarah <laughs> listens all the time. Just like Abby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Actually, but- Kathy falls asleep when she listens to us. Well, I've got two friends that use us <laughs> to go to sleep. <laughs> Sorry, mate. We're ASMR, baby. Yeah. Um, no, she sent me this question. It was in like one of her mum chat groups that she's got on Facebook sort of thing and it was kind of someone reached out asking. I'll, I'll pull it up and I'll, I'll get it right. But she asked me to talk about it on the podcast yeah. and I said, oh, honey, I got you covered. Like, I'll talk about it this week. We'll, we'll just we'll put a timestamp to let them know where they need. Uh, yeah, where don't listen to start. any of the other rubbish. <laughs> yeah. Listen from yeah. now. Um, but basically, yeah, it was in this Hobart Mummies group and it was someone asking about buying a house in another state. And the question clearly was, is it doable? Like how, how would you go about it? I'm assuming so, but how, how does one's anxiety cope? Do real estate agents do Zoom-style inspections? And how's the process of buying in another state? And we've mm. kind of talked about it in the past and we've talked about it kind of with Simon Presley with people investing in um, other areas. But I guess there's heaps of reasons why you might be buying in other states. Um, I thought we could kind of look into why you'd be looking to buy in another state and then kind of, how you go about doing it? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. If you're from elsewhere looking to buy here on our beautiful island, or mm. if you're looking to leave our beautiful island and and move somewhere else. Well, I think the first part to that is to consider who is it that's representing your interests. So if you are doing it by yourself and you're trying to lean on the selling agent of any particular property, bear in mind that you might end up dealing with ten to fifteen different real estate agents all representing their own individual properties for their own individual clients. So the degree of the service and what they're going to provide for every house is going to be vastly different. You might end up finding a selling agent that actually works with you very, very well, um, that is um, helpful in answering its questions, you know, all your specific questions. Um, and then you might find be very comfortable with their um, the experience you've had. They've had Zoom meetings. Um, they've put you in contact with local um, conveyances or local building inspectors, and you could feel very very trusting in that transaction. Um, with that said, though, like there was friends of ours that had bought interstate previously uh, when they'd first moved to South Australia, and, the, and they 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 went in green. They're from Tassie, and the agent at the time didn't describe to them that you actually need pest inspections. So. In that case, they bought a house and they found out six to 12 months later that the damn thing was riddled with termites. Okay, yeah. It cost them a small fortune to fix it. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so on the on the other side then, if you um, engage a buyer's agent, for example, it's a completely different kettle of fish. Yes, it's gonna you're going to have to pay for their service, but in that instance then is that they are 100% in de- defence of your, um, you know, your interests. So they will do the inspections for you. They will identify things of concern. They will be able to point out things that you need to consider in line with your what you're hoping to achieve. So if you are looking to purchase interstate, you really need to consider how much time you have to invest and how confident you are in making those decisions confidently without, with potentially no one who's acting on in your best interests. Bombshell. <laughs> so, Sorry, I was trying to jump yeah, off on that. No, that's fine. So, <clears throat> you're perfect. That's a great way of looking at it because you are. You've got to make the decision: is that investment in money worthwhile to have the buyer's agent, or yes. am I prepared to run the risk a little bit and learn along the way? Yeah, yeah. Um, that to me is a very important. The first question you have to answer: mm. and what purpose are you buying for? Are you buying to live in yourself, or are you buying for an As investment purpose? Yeah, I so guess I, mean, I thought. Before we go further down the road, what if we just kind of defined like some of the reasons you might be um, looking cool. to to buy interstate? So yeah. kind of the ones that jumped out to me and 
hit me if I'm wrong or if there's any other ones, but I was thinking, yeah, you're either chasing an investment opportunity, um, you're looking to diversify uh, your investments and Portfolio. have yep. places all over the place, uh, you're relocating for a job, looking mm-hmm. for a lifestyle change, um, or you're, there's kind of family considerations, like you're thinking about moving further or closer to family. You might be trying to escape <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. You might be trying to get closer to them. I know the place that Marilyn um, sold just the other day, the vendor there is looking to move to Queensland. They're actually away this past period looking into buying interstate. So it's mm. a really good jumping off point for them into. Mm. And I think that's where almost if you've got the means, it's a great way to start. If there's an Absolutely. area you think you want to move, go spend a week there and yep. get to know it a little bit better. Like, you know, people that move or want to move to Tasmania, they don't know the difference between Bridgewater and Rosetta or Sandy Bay. Like, so you yeah. need to get in there and, and Live actually Live go and drive around those suburbs and get a feel for what they offer if you've got that flexibility to do it. Yeah. yeah. I think in in the conversation that was had on this Facebook group of where this question came from, someone had said, oh, yeah, just be really careful. I purchased a place in Dover before coming and visiting Tasmania. Mm. I ended up thinking that the drive from Dover was similar to the drive from wherever I lived in inner city, yes. Sydney, and that's a good example yeah, because Sydney absolutely. people travel for an hour and a half drive. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so you look at somewhere like Dover, Oatlands, um, Orford, places like that, and you're yes. like, oh, that's not too far from Hobart. I can mm. commute each day. But it's a different type of road. Yeah. Like, the other driving a highway for an hour and a half and at a very slow pace is it's a, a completely different, different thing. Driving than... 110 kilometres through a windy road every single day. Well, and often too is it where your home is in those like, you know, the – the regional centres, is that they still have all their essentials that they need at very, very close by on a day-to-day basis, yep. but they're travelling yeah. for work. Whereas if you buy in regional like an hour and a half here, you might not have anything that you need and so everything then becomes travel. So that's – so I guess, you know, we – that we'll, I know when we've had people uh, buy from interstate from here, we'll find that they will, you know, come here for a week. It's like, great, I'm going to look at 15 to 20 properties this weekend. I'm just like, bang, 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 can I – you know, identify a few that you have. Can you help me on those? And then and, and they'll journey through. Yeah. And get a feel for that area. Which in my mind, like if you're intending to um, you know, if you're intending to live there, that has to be if you know, it's almost like you have to do it if you can, okay. you know. But then flip side, if you're looking at an investment purpose, then it's more data-driven That's exercise. It. Yeah. So sure. it's a lot more online research, figuring out which ones have better rent returns. It might be worthwhile reaching out to a local real estate agency and asking to talk to their BDM, like what well, you have here, Joe. Yep. She might be able to give insights as to which areas are better to buy in versus others. Yep. So when you buy an investment, you don't necessarily want to talk to the sales agent. You want to talk to someone in the rental department area to find out are the agent saying that this will rent for 500 per week. Yeah. And maybe not even talking to a rental person from that same agency, talk to an independent one just to. Yeah. So. So the next kind of point I put down for this was, yeah, you research the area. If you can get there, go and, and check it out. Look at the schools, the amenities, all the things that are around there. Even whether you're investing or not, you might want to find out whether it's a up-and-coming suburb or if it's one that's kind of plateaued. Mm. The next one was, yeah, find your local real estate agent and maybe don't just hit up the first one you find. Yeah. Chat to a few. Yeah. Find out, you know, if you gel with this person, you might find that someone, yeah, is a snake oil um, salesman who's just oh yes, wait, someone deal. from Tassie there got two heads and they've mm. got them sorted. <laughs> or they might be like, oh, 
It's a live in Tasmania. I used to live just three streets over from your grandma and yeah, know, yeah, know everything absolutely. about it, know exactly what you're chasing. It's mm. like when people tell us they're from Sydney, cha-ching. I swear at this point it's more of our clients that say that. And look, if we just found someone from Sydney or yeah. Melbourne, they'll just pay it. They'll just pay it. Like, <laughs> Sweetheart, that's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes, so search out your local real estate agent and then, yeah, one I hadn't considered um, in my research phase was your buyer's agent. Mm. So, yeah, that's kind of someone else that you can um, engage with that would, yeah, do some of the legwork that we're There's discussing. Well, buyer's agent is a great option if you're either option, if you're looking to live in the home or find it as investment, they yeah. can put their different hat on and really drill into what it is you're trying to find in yep. the property. The other beauty of a buyer's agency is that they have a lot of strong relationships with agents and they might find something that's not officially for sale, especially in this market where mm. people are too nervous to go to market unless they can get what they want for the home. Yep. So there's some deals that are happening off books because, you know, I'd sell if I could get 500000 for it, but I don't want to go on the internet just in case. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. But a buyer's agent might have the perfect buyer for it and connect the two together, well, down and dust it. Well, when you a cost-to-benefit ratio, if, you're, if you have to do multiple trips to interstate, before you found a house that you like because you're trying to – and then you're missing appointments because it's sold and et cetera, and you're like, oh, but I just don't want to pay, I don't know, let's just say, 10 grand for their services. Well, they're on the ground and they're doing that work for you every day of the week as opposed to you only having 48 hours to fly there, just smash out 20 properties back-to-back -back and hoping you're going to um, find a, you know, a needle in the haystack and then, okay, well, I've, you know, I've done this many trips, I better buy something otherwise I'm wasting my time. Yeah, yeah. You've probably spent more time and more money – just by attempting to do that work yourself in order to think that you're saving money. You know, so again, it really depends, I suppose, on what it is you're trying to get out of it. And I think even if you're looking for a house to move into, um, I, I still feel, and you are using a buyer's agent, I still think it's important to visit the suburb in which you're intending to buy so you can get a very good feel of it. Yep. But after that, um, they will be doing, you know, lengthy video tours and descriptions and conversations with you to try and ensure that you are buying a house that you love if you want to, you know, move into it. Yeah, yeah. And then Video tours is a great jumping off point for the yeah. next bit was, yeah, in that question in the group was, yeah, do real estate agents do Zoom tours or yes. video calls? Oh, yeah. yeah. Easy yeah. answer, mm. yes. And I've had a few properties where we haven't had phone reception, so I've had a video chat with them before yep. and they've said, well, I want to know this, this and this, and then I've gone and filmed a video yep. based on what they were asking mm. and sent that through to them. So. You know, you, there are ways to, to definitely get inf more information to people easily these days. Yeah, and then on like my side of the marketing fence of trying to create this beautiful kind of video that, that happens and you show all the beautiful things in the property but you don't want to just know the beautiful things and I'm no. not going to be going and filming. No. Oh, let's yeah, not paint it yeah. Exactly, yeah. Opening up the cupboard up and closing the pantry door. Like yes. it doesn't happen. whereas yeah. a Zoom one where you can be like, look. Taps work. Yes. <laughs> Doors work. Is, yeah, is there are there any broken windows? Are there any of these kind of things that I need to know about? Boom, this is a way that you can kind of get across that. Yeah, and, with and, um, well, and if you're working with a seller selling agent that likes well, that is prepared to put in the work, they will go, they will do that for yep. you. Some may not, but the, and I guess that's the thing where, like you said, don't only just ever speak with one, speak with multiple. Yeah, and generally speaking. That's not an option because not one agent has all the properties in the market for sale. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but it is just a luck of the draw sometimes, depending upon the level of service that you're going to get. Just before we sign off, the last one I thought about where you brought up the termites as well. So that's something that we don't really deal with here in no. on our beautiful no. island, which mm. I mentioned before. We are very lucky on that front. Mm. So that's something that you've got to consider on the mainland is 
yeah, pest controls or yes. things that are happening in other um, states. Yep. Can you run me through what you guys know about kind of what you should be doing if you're purchasing on the mainland? Well, the, each um, each state has different um, you know legislative requirements. So a few of them will have that a building inspection must building and pest inspection must be prepared at the time of listing and has to be made available for the purchasers to view. Yeah, sure. Um, where in Tassie, um, it's still very much buy beware where no disclosures have to be made and most of the research is put onto the purchaser to make sure that what they're buying they're confident in. So yep. um, each state has different rules in that sense. I guess on a very simple um, simple way to look at it, you have to consider understanding the conditions of a property will go through is your, your building and structural, electrical and plumbing. Um, after that, of course, then there is the uh, addition in interstate, which is your pest inspection, so termites. Um, and Tasmania is unique in that sense where we're the only state where that's not required. Yep. Um, but if you're buying anywhere else in Australia, the building and pest is an absolute essential. Um, so I think by another important thing if you are buying interstate is you don't have the relationships that you can lean on for advice or, you know, or recommendations like you would have friends who have bought previously. So even if you are then um, speaking with a, an estate agent and they might say, look, oh, I'll recommend you use this guy or this girl, just go, well, just maybe get someone else to get a second opinion about who someone else might use as well for both legal representation and, um, you know, maintenance on, on that respect as well because there are just like it, just like every industry, there are different price points and different um, different quality of service yeah, yeah. Uh, that you may not get on your first recommendation. I don't, this might be a silly question. I don't know if it is. Can you use a Tasmanian conveyancer? No, no, no. The, the, the reason why they recommend you use a, is because every every state has its local laws, yeah. And so you just want to use someone in that state that obviously um, knows un, the un, ins and outs yeah. of it, specialises in that yeah. area. Yeah, yeah. And no, just as you were asking, I was like, oh, in, 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 in theory. Sorry, man. Oh, I was just going to say, but some lawyers have affiliations with other lawyers in other states. Yep. So yep. maybe you're using I know, Butler McIntyre and Butler here in Hobart. You want to buy a property in Melbourne. They might have a law firm in Melbourne that they do a lot of work with. Yeah, sure. So you can talk to your local lawyer, and he may be able to recommend someone in whatever yep. state you're going to. Or, or you might be working with a national law firm who yeah. then has their pockets. And you know, look, there are. I think in theory it can be done, but it's not a good idea. Well, yeah, and and what you're yeah. describing is yet yeah, know the local market and be all over that. You don't want. Joe Blow from down here being like, termites, what are termites? I've never heard of those things. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's well, I think it's moved. I think people forget the purpose of the engaging a legal representation is it's not for when things go right, but it's when things go wrong. Mm. So if you've if you've got someone who's unfamiliar with the local laws and they're trying to defend your case, well, they're just going to be way less effective than someone who knows it inside and out. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Cool. That's awesome. Cool. So answer is. This is how you can go about. It can be it, done. It can be done. It can be it is done. doable. Yep. And it might be um, something that does provide you with anxiety, but there are ways that you can um, mitigate those. Yeah. Yeah. Reach out to local agents, um, find out more about the area, and buyers agents. Buyers agents. Uh, yes, that's one option. I hadn't thought of. Yes. So um, utilize them if you think it's going to work for you. Yeah. Might get rid of some of that anxiety. Yeah. Sweet. Mm. I love it. Hobart mum, sorry about the start of this episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, we just uh, skip straight to maybe, maybe we could put like just could chop that and put that at the end. Yeah. <laughs> probably, not a bad, probably not a bad idea actually. <laughs> Wolf mother that can put his hair in his <laughs> yeah. mouth. Yeah, yeah. Goodness gracious. <laughs> if that doesn't get the Hobart mums excited. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
All right, guys. Well, thank, thank you me. for another fun episode of the Property Pod. We'll be back next week with even more. Like, share, subscribe, even if you don't like the start of the show. Yeah. The middle bit, there was something in it. <laughs> there was something in it. All right, guys. Bye. See you have been listening to The Property Pod, recorded and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Property Co. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek their news, their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information without first seeking qualified and professional advice.